The Moon Air Group is a leading recruiting firm specializing in the logistics and technology fields. Whether you're looking for a new job in the industry or you're looking to hire top-tier talent, the Moon Air Group has a network strength to meet your needs. Learn more at moonairgroup.com. Welcome into another episode of Cyberly. I'm your host, Blythe Brimley, and we are still live in the beautiful Gaylord Resort in Orlando, Florida. And right now I am joined with Eileen Curran. She is the Vice President of Marketing and Communications at Odyssey Logistics and Technology. Welcome to Eileen. Thanks for having me, Blythe. Really excited to be here and be here with TMSA. Absolutely. So so for folks who aren't aware of you and like your stellar career mm-hmm. and like background, give us a little bit of an eagle eye view of, of your background and how you got into the world of logistics. Well, I started um, a little over 20 years ago uh, in packaging. So I was in industrial marketing pretty much the whole of my career, spent about 14 years with a global packaging manufacturer, and then um, came to Odyssey Logistics about four years ago um, by happenstance, happy happenstance, and um, have enjoyed it ever since. So pretty much about 24 years in industrial marketing. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. And so... did you initially get drawn into logistics and transportation or was it like maybe a family business or you just kind of stumbled in it? Uh, I would say well, what we learned this week at TMSA is like you stumble in it. There's a little bit of luck. But there's a lot of effort. And um, so I was very fortunate early in my career to have really great mentors. And so in packaging, there's this connection with logistics naturally, you know, so you had dim weight and you had all of those kinds of things. So um, the Odyssey kind of came to me from a friend, actually. Um, I wasn't actively looking for a role, um, but it was a perfect fit because I love being part of the economy, and logistics is very much a part of the economy, as we've all learned. Um, But it's also a lot of fun to market in a more technical environment because it's harder. Hmm. So it's a little bit more energizing. And so with, with Odyssey being logistics and technology focused, what are some of the, the segments, I guess, that they focus on? Is I mean, logistics and technology is so broad. It is. We're a global um, for PL. We offer multimodal solutions. So we not only offer um, trucking and rail and you know international forwarding, but we do offer technology um Offer we have technology offerings, and um, and it's really just marrying all of that because everybody needs insights. Everybody needs to be able to see what's happening in their supply chain, and that kind of was something that the company was founded on um, almost twenty years ago, and that's what they've carried through with development. And so, with a lot of those technology offerings, what is sort of the target market for Odyssey's? customers who are you going after um anybody who ships anything <laughs> um, we tend to we, we were founded on very technical um more complex markets like chemicals and food logistics mm. and things like that um and metals but you find if you can do the really hard stuff you can do all of the things and so really it's anybody looking to streamline their supply chain to make it more efficient to make it more consistent especially now um, we learned that through covid and aligning with a partner who can really drive your business strategy forward by keeping your supply chain running. And so with your role within the company, what does sort of the, the respo- roles and responsibilities look like mm-hmm. from a, a daily basis to maybe a monthly basis? Well, overall, we're in charge of all of marketing and communication on our small team. And like most logistics firms, it's not a huge team. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have a really diverse set of skills in our team. So we have a digital marketing manager, we have a marketing associate, and we actually partner with our four divisions very closely to make sure we're supporting the sales efforts and the marketing efforts. And also 
a lot of what logistics on marketing groups had to do recently, and what you do too, is educating mm-hmm. um, the world on logistics. That became front and center a few years ago. Suddenly, everyone's talking about supply chain at the <laughs> dinner table, but they're really not talking about it in a, in a knowledgeable way. They're only just saying how they're inconvenienced by it. And so it's really our job as an industry to make it a little bit more digestible and make it more understood about how we all kind of participate in logistics. And my grandmother is asking me at family functions about the supply chain yeah. now, and she never knew what I did before, but she has kind of an idea now. Yeah. There's still that educational gap. Now, when you're making your your, your content or you're mm-hmm. making your, your marketing plans and campaigns of, of what you're going mm-hmm. to be running, you mentioned that you work closely with all the divisions. Yep and the different sales team. Walk us through how you, you work with them. Is it regular meetings? Is it coaching them on education they should be sharing? How do, what does that look like? It's a lot of you know interaction and communication, which was clearly a challenge when we were all remote, so we made sure we were constantly having touch points. But it's about building that rapport. At the end of the day, the marketing group is you're selling to the divisions. Like, they're your customers. They need to see you as a resource. And they really did see that during COVID because we needed to do a lot of thought leadership content. And they're the thought leaders. They're the ones who are in the trenches every day. They understand what's going on in the marketplace. And we want their ideas and their thoughts. And they need to trust that we're going to take that information and put it out in the marketplace in a valuable way and so that their customers have a better experience. And then we get new customers from that as well. Absolutely. So, so how are you, I guess, compiling that information? Is it you know video interviews or... A little uh, bit of white papers. It's a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. I think a really good marketing strategy should have a, um, a little bit of, or a lot of actually, digital, a lot of content. I, I still kind of um, gravitate towards content is king, and then all the different channels need it in a different way. Um, so you maybe have a little bit more detail on certain platforms and a little more snackable bites on others and kind of delivering it. Um, very similar to what you say, Blythe, on different channels, you say, okay, this is appropriate for this channel, this is appropriate for that, and really making sure it's valuable to the reader. That's the most important thing. So we do a lot of white papers. We're heavy into our blog. Our resource center is updated constantly. We're constantly listening to the market and hearing like different trends and but speaking on things that you're good about, not just newsjacking for the sake of newsjacking. You know, you want to be a trusted resource and you want them to say, oh, Odyssey is commenting on this because Odyssey really knows this. <laughs> and we can kind of reference back to their knowledge. So, And we have a very strong base of subject matter experts. Oh, let, let's talk a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. I was about to ask, like, is it Odyssey, you know, commenting on, the, on their mm-hmm. own Facebook page or their own LinkedIn page mm-hmm. or... Is it, you know, employee advocates that, that mm-hmm. almost are act as brand ambassadors? Yeah. What does that structure look like? It's a, it, it's a, it's a total hybrid of both of those. Nice. Um, I think it's really important to leverage your bench, and we have a really strong bench of people. Um, each of the divisions has been so gracious with their time, um, and they provide insights into things that are relevant. I mean, we have a freight forwarding division, so they are very specific to markets like Alaska and Hawaii. Mm. And those are nuanced markets, so I can't be speaking about them. They need to be speaking about them because those markets can kind of understand if you're fluffing them. Yeah, <laughs> They're like, okay, sure. we see right through that. You're not, from on, you're not on island. Um, and then we have our managed services group, which are highly technical. They're our, our technology group. They do 3PL service offerings. And we, you know, they're at the Gartner conference this week. Like those are the people who have different kind of market insights than, you know, our specialized trucking and warehousing groups. So, and all of them through 
about four years of development are willing to give us their time because they see the value to their customers when they get into the marketplace and like publications and things like that. Real quick, can you give us sort of like an eagle eye view of what, I guess, to have the size of, of Odyssey and, and, and what that, I guess, team looks like? Global? Is it It's national? a global team. We have about 2,600 associates. Wow. And four divisions. Oh, so, right. yeah, and it is multimodal. And so we are, we, we like to say we make the hard things easy, you know. So our customers come with us to come to us with really, you know, what they feel are really complex issues. Mm-hmm. And we, based on ex- experience and expertise, are able to work with them to find a solution that works for their business. And so it's really customized it's for very customized. whatever the customer mm-hmm. really needs. Exactly. And we can do, we can do, a full suite of services. So when a customer comes to us for one thing, there's a lot of opportunity to make sure that their supply chain continues moving because of that multimodal approach. If over the road doesn't work, we can do rail and, and things of that nature. Has that approach, I guess, maybe shifted because of COVID or, or really has it just, it's been amplified. Hmm. It's been amplified because it's, it's when you have an organization that can be nimble like that, it helps you keep moving. And that was something that we saw um, and the reliability was something that in the old days probably felt a little stodgy and a little, ugh. but being reliable during that time and being a partner that had access to the rail mm. and access to drayage and things like that at the ports and a knowledge of what's happening at the ports was really essential because we were able to move a lot of our customers through some difficult times and make sure that they were still able to generate revenue. Oh, that's interesting because a lot of the, I guess, the, the conflict around us is, is the communication and the scalability mm-hmm. of, uh, as a customer of a lot of the issues that you're running into where you have stop gaps, but you don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then you can't scale appropriately mm-hmm. in order to handle the influx or, or maybe the, the decrease mm-hmm. in demand. Is it, is it built for maybe like enterprise level customers or really anyone from, from small to medium size to, to enterprise level? It, it, it's the whole it's the whole spectrum. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So it's really, if you're just starting out and you're building your business and you needed access to a portal where you can plan your shipments and just do it on your own and manage it yourself, we have a solution oh, for that cool. in, in our ShipRight solution. And if you wanted us to do all of your logistics and manage everything and you just are like, I don't want to deal with it, right. then we have that as well. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So how are you, I guess, with all of the different solutions that you're providing your global company, how are you, I guess, communicating those in marketing campaigns? Is, do mm-hmm. you have like 30,000 campaigns running at once? It like, what does that like, look like? That's where like the content kind of creation comes mm-hmm. into play. And it's like, we like to create a really dense piece of document like that we can kind of sparse out. And that's our case studies. The biggest thing for us is like, you know, peer-to-peer recommendations are huge. Mm-hmm. And so if we can get our customers to talk about their solution and what resonated with them, why did they go to us? We can say what, mm-hmm. what we think we provide the marketplace but the customer really tells the story so we do that a lot and we always kind of focus on what's important to our business of course and then what's important to the marketplace right now like during covid like everybody was at capacity you were doing all of these things information was really important during covid so we set up our resource center online and we made sure that on a regular basis they were getting only the information that impacted their business and from one place because we were all inundated with so much information for sure like you just didn't know where to look you didn't know who to trust and so we built that and we actually saw a major leap in our follow followers 
in our website traffic because of that. Oh, wow. So how are you, I guess, convincing, how are you organizing all of it? Because I, I run into that issue where mm-hmm. I have so much content now, and now it's about the organization of how I'm structuring it. Do you have different resource sections for each yep. customer type? Is it, Am I thinking along the well, lines? Yes, you are. And we're actually evolving it. Because to your point, you get to a point where it almost becomes a junk drawer. You have all of this information, <laughs> and you don't know how to sort it. So our team... Um, our great digital team has just been working on our resource center. So it's basically like, okay, this is where we were in the news. This is it. And then our blogs and we do tagging and all of that kind of thing. We're big into metrics and ROI. So we make sure that we're seeing what works and doing more of what works and maybe archiving things that maybe aren't as relevant because we want to be delivering content that people digest. Absolutely. I mean, you, you, you brought it up. So I'm going to, I'm going to roll with it, the ROI question mm-hmm. with content marketing. How are you answering that to, you know, the executive team? Are they, are they supportive of content marketing mm-hmm. efforts? I would imagine if you have Absolutely. a team. Mm-hmm. Yes, they are. And I think it is always important that any marketing team needs to have some kind of metrics to deliver, whether or not they've been requested or not requested at a time when, you know, we're do everyone's doing really well, there tend not to be such a focus, but marketing spend is always, you know, up up on the chopping block, if you will. (laughs) Um, And it's really important to know um, who's visiting your site, the growth, the activity on that. And first of all, you should always be changing. You should always be up on your SEO, adjusting to what Google's giving us on a weekly basis. They're always adjusting their algorithms. But for reporting, we have a lot of, of tags in the background. We do Google Analytics. We're, we're in, um, we have our CRM and our account-based marketing programs that we have some reporting on. And it's really about the full life cycle of the lead. How do they engage with us on the website and where do we see that full, fully to the end of it? Do you have any interesting data points that you've seen as far as like the customer journey? Because I find that, that type of insight just fascinating. I love it. Yeah. I love, I love, I'm, a, I'm a data junkie. So it's very interesting for me. I feel as though we found a lot of success on um, like microsite information and landing pages oh, cool. where it's like very um, easy to digest content, infographic form and a download. And I'm not a big fan of gated content. I feel like it's like, oh, you want my information? Yeah. Now you're going to stalk me? Can you just use um, your fake email? Exactly. <laughs> so that's where the tagging kind of comes in place. So you can see their journey and see like, okay, they came and they found it. Um, they found us and they stayed. So um, we've found a lot of success. And again, it's going back to like really good content from a customer perspective, mm-hmm. not our perspective. Right. Whether we launch a new service, it has to be from the point of what's in it for them as opposed to what's in it for us. 100%. Mm-hmm. That's it. It, it, So many companies miss that mm-hmm. mindset aspect. So when you're you're going through all of your different campaigns and, and you're you're tracking your different data points, what's the marketing technology that you're a big fan of, and then some marketing technology that you just think is a waste of time? Okay, so I'm um, I've always been in Google. It's a little clunky, you know, in the back end. But once you figure out what little nuggets that you want to get, that's pretty that's pretty good. We also um, we use Pardot, which is um, in full disclosure, everybody always says it. I don't want to. <laughs> It's been, it's been challenging, yeah. but we've spent a lot of time and we have a great partner that has helped us really get that to be as optimized as mm-hmm. possible so we can track that because we want that connection um, with the life cycle of the customer. Um, we do do a lot of social listening mm-hmm. and we do that through a tool on um, digital marketing insights from Meltwater. Oh, cool. And so that's always fun because you get to see trends on, okay, here are the people who are typically in your ecosystem and this is what they're reading Mm. and this is what they're reading in the marketplace and you can kind of maybe get 
what we like to say is see around the corner a little bit. Like these are things that are of interest to them. Maybe we start delivering them some content on that. I think a a similar tool that does that is is SparkToro Mm -hmm. where you can go in and you can ask, you know, what is my audience talking about? You put in a few key words and it'll spit out mm-hmm. all of the different publications of what they're reading yeah. and, and what's in their profile and mm-hmm. things like it's a lot of, it's almost like creepy. It is very creepy. <laughs> As a person I don't love it. As a marketer I love yes. it. You know, <laughs> so and and but but you know I want I want content that makes sense to me. So I would assume the customer wants that as well. Um, but I think that that's really important. And to your point earlier, it's all about engaging with your subject matter experts on a re- regular basis. Like we do a yearly planning session where we map everything out on a on, a, on an overarching scale, like, okay, these are your business priorities and mm-hmm. how can we support them? And we're coming up on our mid-years because everything changes, right? And you have to recalibrate and you can say, this is what you said was important in January. What shifted and what do we need? Because our role as marketers is to support them. I love and that. And so we, re, we always are recalibrating and that can happen anytime, but it's important to have the intention of having that meeting and <laughs> talking to them and hearing, because they're actually also industry insights that they know yes. before I do because they're talking to a customer on a regular basis. 100% because mm-hmm. they're already in the trenches. So is marketing owning those conversations or is it, you know, sales maybe having those conversations and the marketing sits in on it? Like who's managing that part of marketing it? owns those conversations. That's awesome. Marketing drives them and owns them. And, and, and then you create that partnership. Like for me, I'm very fortunate because now we're fully engaged that we even have a customer meeting on in a tour on Friday that I was invited to as just to be part of it. So then you can hear, firsthand what customer questions are coming in what are what are things that are of interest to them that maybe we've missed in the past and so when you when you're plotting out like all of your different campaigns and your your customer interviews and and things like that how are you managing this project management tool is it we use um before covid began we started using because to your point there's a lot of things happening how do you keep it all organized we use Monday.com. Oh, love Monday. I do too. Yeah. Um, we were just joking about it in the other in the other room. It's like Skittles, like all the different colors and stuff. But I'm obsessed with like organization. Yes. So and that's a really great tool for us. You can link different boards, and so our content calendar is in there, our trade show calendar and events, and then we just have tasks, and we're able to report and back to your ROI. We're able to report based on okay, these are all the projects we did for each of the divisions. Hmm. And then this is the focus that we had so that there's never any question, what's marketing working on? What are, you know, right. It's not all that that's just... a question that normally comes up because they know we're busy, <laughs> but it is nice to be able to, to have a follow-up from those yearly and mid-year conversations and say, okay, last year we did this. Yes. And then what we typically do too is share across divisions what was done with each division because hmm. sometimes they don't know what we're working on and they could get value out of it as 100%, well. 100% because then you can just create a link to that shareable board, which if you have never used one day or a project manager, you can automate a lot of those different mm-hmm. processes too. So I'm a, I, 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 use, I used to use monday.com, but now I use ClickUp and but both platforms. Yeah. It's like a fancy Excel spreadsheet. And it streamlines communication. Mm-hmm. It clarifies ton and it also eliminates I'm not a big fan of meetings for meetings and it eliminates a lot of that because you can just go back and forth and you can say okay I think this color is a little off can you change that instead of you know all of that rigmarole and focus when you're in front of your team and having meetings focus on the really important stuff 100% now you know you had briefly mentioned uh, um, in your tracking of your not content marketing plan but your trade show plan how are you approaching trade shows now in a post-covid world yeah it's interesting i would probably i maybe misspoke i should probably say events oh yes oh, more of than trade yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah. no because trade shows and events they were always kind of like i kind of lump them together but 
they're kind of different. They are now. different. And I think trade shows, um, it depends on the business unit mm-hmm. and our divisions. Like certain ones really still rely on them. They still rely on going and talking to the customer and engaging. And a lot of times in our industry, you go to the trade show to meet the other exhibitors and yes. maybe not even the visitors. Right. And so there are specific business units that have continued once they came back online, we were back in them. But we've definitely seen a reduction in in-person kind of trade shows. Whereas events like this, like the TMSA, where you're engaging and you're able to network a little bit more and to collaborate, those actually we're seeing a little bit more of an increase because I think there's an appetite for engagement. 100%. <laughs> after, after being stuck at home for two years, yes. we're all eager to see people in three dimension and share ideas. 100%. Mm-hmm. And then there's also the, the other side of it where like you talk to people all day and you're like, why am I so tired? I know. <laughs> yeah, the end of the days are a little, I don't think we're, we're, we're our muscle memory is off right. a little bit there. We'll, we'll get back. We'll get back. But yeah, it's definitely something that we've seen. Um, but for those events that, you know, provide a lot of value and access, I mean, they're a no-brainer. Right. You can get, you, you can have 15 meetings in one day as opposed to all the travel and everything like yes, that. Yes. So you still do. And you're saving money too, mm-hmm. which at the end of the day, I mean, everybody wants to get more bang for their profit, exactly. especially mm-hmm. when you're not just the money that you spend on conferences and, and going to different mm-hmm. events, but it's also the, the, the time away from the work that you're and already yeah. doing. Exactly. You have to make up for that work somehow, and you can make up for it pretty easily and justify that budget if you get some leads out of it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So let's talk a little bit about you know the social media, because I feel like social media is just the, the end-all, be-all for a lot of marketing. It's sort of the bane of the existence, but also very crucial mm-hmm. to, to what we're trying to get out. Yeah. What social media platforms are you a fan of now? Mm-hmm. And, and which ones are you kind of leaning away from? Well, I don't think any of them are bad. I think it depends on what audience you're pitching mm-hmm. and depends on the business. So each of the businesses. So we use a lot of Facebook um, for truck driver mm-hmm. um, retention, Instagram very much for employee engagement. Um, and we're trying, we're, we're dipping our toe in that water a little bit and to see how we can maybe use it as an educational format. We find LinkedIn as being very valuable mm-hmm. because we are a 4PL. We are global. Um, and so a lot of key decision makers are on LinkedIn and it's very versatile. There's mm-hmm. a lot of options on LinkedIn. Uh, you know, LinkedIn live is something that we're going to be starting with and, nice. and things like that. Um, TikTok, as we saw this week is very popular with driver recruitment. We, we don't engage in TikTok at this point because the key decision makers for certain parts of our business aren't there. Not to say it's off the table. Like right. really nothing should be off the table. I think as a marketer, I think you just have to consider what, where's your audience and deliver to that. Are there any parts of your marketing that you are focusing more on that you didn't think you would be? Like, is it more video, more more podcasting, maybe more social, email, or is it kind of all intertwined? It is all intertwined. I feel as though we just have to be more thoughtful on how do we deliver the content that we're creating because, you know, um, in the past when I started, it was create a brochure, create a video. The video is three, uh, three minutes long and, you know, tells you, you you put everything in the kitchen sink in and I think what we have to start doing um, because of the volume of um, deliverables is so is so great mm-hmm. is just not worry so much about it, things being perfect but delivering them like like to your point like just post something and, right and put information out there um, and so yes video is something that we're working on and and we're wanting to spend more energy but maybe not more time we don't have to make it so complicated right in the old days it was like you have to have a photo shoot and we have to have all of these things and now it's like no you have to have a phone and you have to have someone willing to tell their story 
And so that's something that I think that we are, um, we're going to be spending more time on because social is so important. What are some, because going back to the, the ROI question, are there any sort of, I guess, data points within marketing that really get you like juiced up, get you excited? Yeah, conversions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my favorite word. Because we get a conversion. What does that conversion mean? Is how did we get, did we get somebody to land somewhere that was, that was intentional mm-hmm. to get them there? And did they convert and want to reach out to us? That's literally the be all and end all for me. I mean, you can say, yeah, we got a lot of impressions and things like that. And that's always fun. And that makes you feel good. Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, if you had 7 million conversions, but five customers, it's like, that's a win, man. Like, cause we got, we were able to engage and get people converted. And then we were able to help accelerate the sales process, which is ultimately our goal. What about as far as um, like advertising or are you guys doing a lot of advertising or is it mainly just all purely organic and, and that's, that's how you're targeting. We do a mix. So we do, and it depends on, uh, again, the division. Hmm. Depends on what, what service offering that we're, we're pitching at the time. But we do um, definitely digital advertising. We do Google AdWords. We do LinkedIn, Boosted Posts, all of that. We definitely spend a lot of time. Our digital marketing manager is outstanding, and he spends a lot of time on um, search engine optimization and making sure our web content is strong. And, and then we do print and digital. So we have a lot of... we. We engage a lot with our, you know, our logistics publications and in the industry, there's a lot of knowledgeable people that you want to partner with. So we still understand that people are reading those magazines. They're reading the, you know, Freight Waves Daily e I mean, everybody reads that, right? I get it at 12.01 every day and I open it and I see what's on in the news. So we do digital ads um, in those platforms as well. Want to boost your bottom line? Start with hiring the right talent. The Moon Air Group is a leading recruiting firm that specializes in identifying the top logistics and technology talent. Take that first step towards growing your business by visiting moonairgroup.com. So you had you had mentioned something. Uh, I come from a print background, mm-hmm. and so it's, it's encouraging to hear mm-hmm. that people are still investing in print. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that print is, is still something that, you know, your company thinks is important? I think everybody, you know kind of delivering to your customer right and I think everybody takes information differently and I think there is still an element of people who like to read a print publication and see the whole thing that's how I actually prefer to read I have a kindle but I still love a big book around and all of that tangible something tangible and I think sometimes that tactile kind of engagement with whatever you're reading you can digest it better so I think there is still and you know it's harder to track the ROI on that but I do think a lot of the publications now are very good in partnering with you to give you a mixed program. Yes. So it's like, okay, if you do the print, you'll do this with digital and then, you know, you'll work together on a media plan. And I think that's helpful because I think it is, no matter what you're doing in marketing, it's always a mix. It's not one size fits all. 100%. And you can't put all your eggs in one basket. Yes. You so. have to diversify of yeah. whatever your approach is. And I still get the magazine and I look <laughs> through it. And then and I always pick up things that I might have missed in the digital e-blast. And yes. I'm like, oh, I didn't notice this person moved to this location or this case study. And I always feel like I get more when I'm actually physically reading something. 100%. But I'm not going to make my marketing budget based <laughs> on what I prefer. We just know that it works. Right. Yeah. And so I guess, you know, as we sort of wrap up this conversation, what is, what are some things that you're excited about that's coming in, in the next year? Is it, is it Odyssey related? Is it campaign related? I imagine probably both. Yeah. Odyssey is always growing, which is always so exciting. And it's very similar to what's happening here at TMSA is there's just this new renewed energy and new people coming in with new ideas. And I think the only way to find new solutions is to have new ideas. 
And you can see with all the, the different discussions we had this week, we have them the same in our office, is how, what are new ways to solve old problems? And, you know, logistics tends to have, you know, had people who were legacy, which is fantastic. But you have this um, generation that's coming in that either is younger because they're coming right out of university or they're coming from different fields and coming into logistics that they're bringing different approaches. And so I think that's really exciting because it keeps it new. Um, so that at Odyssey is going to be great because we do have so many solutions in this. How do we actually put all of these together to be the best for our customers? And I think that this year we're, we're seeing a lot of that and, um, and, it's, and it's growing and I'm just so excited to support it through our digital and print efforts. So with all of, of that said, and especially we're here at TMSA, what are some of the, your, your favorite things that you've learned over the, the course of the last two days? I think the best thing, I thought the um, fireside chat was really outstanding. And I think it was always about, I think it's important to understand that it's important to network and to get yourself out of your comfort zone and to talk to people who have experience and not be embarrassed to ask questions and to say, okay, this is my problem not to be afraid to ask questions of other peers in the industry to think they're competitors because everybody is, if the logistics market is stronger, everybody's stronger. You know, the supply chain is better. And I think we all make ourselves better. I think that's one thing. But I also thought another really good point was about investing in yourself and making sure you take the time to better yourself, to read more diverse things, to kind of branch out, to find a mentor, maybe not in logistics, but somebody who's going to help you develop. And I think that this, TMSA was really strong in that. I thought they really focused on personal development, and, and that's why I really enjoyed being here this 100%. Week. I thought that they, they, they blew this event out of the water. Mm -hmm. It really was. It went above yeah. my expectations of, yeah. of what to expect. Learned so much, especially mm -hmm. from folks like yourself. Um, so, so thank you so much for, for sharing thank your you time with us. Where can, where can folks follow more of your work, Odyssey's work, all of that? Well, definitely odysseylogistics.com. Visit our resource center. It's constantly updated. Follow us. We always have really great updates on what's happening in the marketplace, what we're seeing. Um, and also join TMSA today.org because it's a great organization. We meet great people and learn a lot. Likewise. Mm -hmm. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. <laughs>